listeners, and welcome to the second of our reviews. This time we're looking at the midfielders. My name's James Price, and I know you missed me from the first one. So I'm back, baby. Dave's been kicked out of the chair. Uh, and I'm joined by the same three people, otherwise it did the defenders. So I have it with me. Mr. Ben Clark, how are we? Oh, you know, looking forward to maintaining such positivity. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've heard the defenders chat, and I mean... Go back and listen if you haven't listened already, listeners. And sensational talk and, um, you know, really analytical on their positional play. It was fantastic. Mm. And uh, this man, next man, really chimed in with a lot of great chat about every single player. It was fantastic. Mr. Nate Muir, how are you? Uh, you should be expecting the same brilliance as the uh, Defenders podcast. Uh, who knows, I might pass on another player. Oh, excellent, excellent. I couldn't work out whether you're just passing on them and just com- you know complimenting their passing range. That's, that's what I mean. That's sort of that's for you to interpret one, whichever way you I mean, desire. I just like how you let much like our defenders here hey, fumbling the clearance. You haven't been introduced. You're not allowed to talk yet. That was Adam Collin. Now you may talk. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. <laughs> All right. No. Yes. Let's. It is time to talk about the midfielders. So let's get through a couple of people that um, didn't have much of an impact. So. Well, the first one, he has an impact, but not in the way that was anywhere near the football field. And that was actually Brett Holman with his zero appearances uh, in any competitions, zero cards, uh, and was injured all season. Nate, would you like to pass on Brett Holman? No, I actually would not like to pass on Brett because he had a big impact on me. Uh, It's a bit unorthodox, but I picked Brett Holman as my villain of the season for the worst men's player this season. That is because he was injured and that left a spot which could not be taken up by a potential useful player. I honestly don't know why Brett stayed on this season. I was not impressed with him last season, to be honest. I think he's well past his prime, well past what we wanted. Yeah, I don't know what you guys think, but yeah. That's... Well, apart from having uh, spending half the season in Dubai when he's meant to be a Brisbane Raw player, it's uh, it was interesting. I mean, we know, we did hear some of the reasons. Obviously, that the the injury stuff affected him much worse. They took a punt; it didn't work. We don't know how much salary cap was sunk on him, but certainly, yeah, too much, too much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, he the Brisbane the Brett Holman era at Brisbane Raw will be uh, not remembered by anyone. <laughs> no, no, it will not. Uh, another player that came in uh, on a very long-term contract and then subsequently got injured, there's a theme here, uh, Stephen Mork, Adam. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously we, we got a glimmer of what could have been early on in the season um, and before he succumbed to his uh, groin injury, which he sustained six months ago and, he, uh, and then had the surgery in February. So hopefully the fact we've got him now for another three seasons means he'll be very hungry for success next year. It's probably the one saving grace. And he's still quite young. He's about 23 years old. Yeah. So, so again, you know, this year was a wash. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so this year was a bit of a wash for him. But, yeah, as I said, you know, the next three years, he's going to be hungry for redemption. And so, yeah, hopefully this will be his bad year. Yeah. It was It was a very much... Tell- I mean, he had five appearances. Um, one as a sub, four in the A-League. So, he was, he was an AFFA Cup performance and one yellow card. Um, yeah, I mean, long-term injury. He's still young. He's got a long term to go, so hopefully we see see him back. A couple of young players uh, started to make a bit of an impact through midfield late in the season. Uh, Zach Duncan, four appearances, uh, one as a sub, and he did snag a goal as well and and a yellow card. Ben, I know you were impressed with Zach. Yeah, um, one of the few bright spots in a you know quite a dark season. 
Um, really, really impressed with Zach and um, if the kind of you know as of re- as of time of recording rumours that he is uh, being let go are true, um, I am have very highly disappointed. Um, I think that he's clearly shown himself to be a great prospect, and uh, yeah, we uh, we should be. Uh, Holding on to as many of those as we can. Yeah. Another part of, I guess, that, that young team that obviously won the, the Y League as well was Jay Barnett, who came into the team with just a couple of subs appearances off the bench. And I think most notable was his impact was his hair, because that was a great Barnett. Spectacular Barnett. Yeah. By that Jay Barnett. Uh, let's move on to a few more players that played a little more regularly. Probably the next youngster that's had an interesting year has been Joe Coletti. So 13 appearances, 7 as a sub. Um, he was in the FFA Cup. Has officially left the club as well, has been released. What did you think about his year, Adam? Um, well, obviously, the, the tough part for Joe was having to play in the shadows of Maddie, And that's where maybe in an alternate world where Mackay had gone, we could have seen what Coletti could have been. But look, he's 20 years old. He's still incredibly raw as to what he could be. Um, I, I've actually written in here, he could actually greatly benefit from a stint in the J-League, and I'm talking the lower leagues, as I f- think his technical skill would work better than in, say, in the physical league that we have out here. But yeah, I think he's, he's going to be value for someone. Yeah, I, I always like him as a player, and it just... There always seem to be. It's one of those classic things where there's always someone ahead of him. If it was Christensen coming back in, it was Lopez or it was Mackay. Between the three of them, there's very rarely a chance for him to get into the team. And but then he didn't always necessarily impress that much when he wasn't a team. Is it system? I don't know. There's a skillful player there. But yeah, when he came off the bench, he didn't seem to bring that punch with him. But I don't know if that's his his strength. I think he's. I think he's still learning. That's a tough. One. Yeah, and then oh, and obviously you know injuries have affected him quite a lot as well. So. You know, there's a common, there's a bit of a common thread there as well. Another player that uh, spent a bit of time on the injury bench uh, was Thomas Christensen, uh, the great big Dane. He did only 17 appearances uh, in the A League, 18 as well. And uh, overall, so he did play the fake up. Has officially left, gone back to Denmark. Nate, the big great Dane. Fair to say, he probably started to slip a little. Lost a bit of his thunder, I will admit. First season, reasonably well. This season, I think, potentially, his age started to show a little bit. He's, what, 33? He's 35. 35, 35 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much his time. Cookie went from hero to zero in terms of uh, game time. Uh, yeah, just... His time is up. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm going to keep comments short and sweet. Yeah. I, I think he pods, checked but... out when our season did. Yeah. yeah, which was about round three. But but thank you for the service, though, Thomas. Yeah, I mean, he's a good quality player, Ben. But... Yeah, look, and, and you know, he's, he's, he's obviously had some good years with us. Uh, but, you know, really, um, you know, he dropped off an absolute cliff. And he, as a senior leader, you know, he and a couple of other players that we'll get to, um, you know, really failed to show that kind of leadership in a young team that you'd expect, uh, particularly in some crucial games that we got absolutely fucking murdered in. Mm. Surprisingly, did not make our villain of the year though. Uh, which, uh, as I think about it, that's quite surprising. But them's a votes. No, also, no, look, and, and a little bit of that's probably a bit of holdover respect from what he's done for the club. You know, he's, he's certainly mm. been a good player at some point for the. Yeah, you know, for the club, and, and, and um, it helps when he's the the best Danish player on the team. <laughs> yes, yes, it yes. does. Yeah. I'm also upset I didn't get to see him in goal one last time. 
Well, that is what he will be forever remembered for, I feel like, in Brisbane Raw Colours, is the day that we had an outfielder go on goal and it was Thomas Christensen. That will be a trivia answer uh, for a long time to come. So Certainly will. Long may he live on in those memories. Who else, who else do we want to talk about? Let's talk about one of our other imports, uh, Alex Lopez. and He was our most, most consistent midfielder all season in that he had 25 appearances. So... Uh, most consistently on the pitch. Yeah, on the pitch, yes. Uh, As in, he was on the pitch. Yes. The joint and most. Technically correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would actually say he was on the pitch the most out of our midfield. Mm. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I would say that as well. Yes. Yes, he was on the pitch. Uh, He he did score three goals and pick up five yellow cards. Uh, One or two of those goals were actually great goals, Adam. Yeah. If you remember them. Well, true, yeah. He got that absolute ant burner and mudgy. Yes, and and, yeah. and and the absolute thunder bastard just after Botiak's goal of the season. Yes, yeah, true. Which will forever live in its shadow, sadly. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that probably more than that goal of Eric's. But, um, yeah, the technical quality of it was actually much higher. You know, there's a great yeah. list. There's more, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, and, and I know you've got a different opinion to me on this, uh, yeah. uh, but... I thought that he, after a promising start, I thought he dropped off a cliff. Um, he was really as disappointing as anybody else in the in the latter half of the season, and um, you know, really, you know, we, yeah, it was, it was very he very was systematic of the team in many ways in that he clearly has some qualities about him. Isn't mm. he? he wasn't a spud or a dud, but. Yeah, I mean, he was no just, Spanish boot in his Beckham. No, 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 exactly. No, he was certainly down at, down, not down at those levels. But his impact was sort of in that just he was all right. He sort of did his job. But, I mean, his job wasn't... Yeah. He well, certainly wasn't running a defensive midfield role. Or, okay, quick question. Compared to, say, Arana and Corona, better or worse? Uh, worse than Corona, better than Arana. Yeah, I'd say that's about the yeah. that's about it. About the level. I could agree with that. Yeah. Iran are a different area of the pitch. Oh, the pitch. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in impact. Like, he was serviceable, but then he, he, so I don't think anyone's disappointed he's leaving. Like, no. yeah. you're not screaming yeah. out for him that he yeah. should get another go. He's, he's certainly, you know, when you look at how important inputs are in the league, he's not one of these guys where you go, oh, wow, he was so much better than, you know, X or Y or Z you know, Australian player, you know, inputs have to be so much better than the quality of, you know, the Australian players available. They have to justify taking that spot yeah. off. Yeah. And the tough thing right now is that cheap here. second division Spanish players are a dime a dozen. They are. And and, and I think that in, in Lopez, we didn't really, you know, we didn't really get the, the guy that, you know, probably could have performed... The best for us, I think. In in the end, you know, he he showed some flashes, but you know, so did uh, the next guy we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, when you get yeah, that's what I tidy up on 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 Lopez in that when he had those good moments, he was a good player, but we needed so much more defensive pressure in our midfield yeah. all season, and we didn't get it from Christensen because he fell off, and he just. You know, it almost looked like he was running backwards at times, and Lopez just wasn't that player. Yeah, and and just just in a more general sense, you know, we haven't talked about the defensive abilities of any of these players really. Yeah, um, and I think that's really telling mm. because you, your defense starts from your midfield, and we had no our midfield was overrun all season. 
we had a bunch of turnstiles in there the whole year. Um, you know, yeah. except for, you know, sporadic Matt Mackay performances. Um, and, you know, other than that, there was no steal in our midfield whatsoever. No, I mean, and even as we'll, we'll get to the best player and we'll leave um, Boateng for last. I mean, we've got him as a midfield, but you, you know, you'd probably say that he played a lot more as a wing, as a forward, if anything. So, mm. yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just that's, that was our problem area of the pitch all season and it just, we never got a grasp there. Yeah, and as we've seen with teams around the league, you need your midfield to set the tone. And the tone that they seemed to set was, you know, consistent loss of possession, loss of possession, you know, in attacking halves. Uh, and, and they allowed, yeah, yeah they said the lack of positional discipline, you know, just, it was just, it was pretty pathetic. Yeah. Um, and, and then yeah. when, we, when we had a weak defense, when we, our defense was, you know, certainly weak enough, like Papadopoulos left and stuff like that, it just left them exposed. And that's, yeah. that's why we considered so, so many goals. So it was even further exposed than it should have been because we just had no defensive midfielders at all. Yeah. Get, get, getting on to um, yeah, do, on to do another, you want to uh, move on to the disappointing well, import. Disappointing import. Tobias, did you eat all the chocolate, Mickelson? Nineteen appearances, eight as a sub, eighteen of them in the A League. Three goals for Tobias. He has officially left the club. Our second best Danish player in our history. Um, he did win second in our villain of the year. Who wants to have a go at Tobias first? I'll have... Oh, well, you want to have a go? I'll have a tiny shot. Um, I feel potentially we hoped for a Thomas Christensen version 2, but we just did not get that. We hoped, hey, it'll, it'll, we did it before, we can do it again. Yeah, not, we got, not, basically, we got, he, basically, he was a failed download. Not all Danes yeah. are the same. You know, uh, he was he was more of an Arana failure, wasn't he? Like, yeah, was, actually, yeah. actually, that's probably the best way to describe it. Thomas Christensen, Corona like, was he as bad as Stephen Bryce? Like, Adam. Oh, oh, it was a little bit back that far. Yeah, him and our Peter Collin. Yeah, one thing one thing to say about uh, Tobias, um, he had a very weird season. I mean, he started ten games, he subbed on in eight, and he was an unused sub in nine. So, so that's why I put my question: What was Tobias supposed to be? Because as a starter, you know, he seemed to be crap. He wasn't great off the bench, and then yeah. You just seem to be many things and nothing I, 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 can, I, can, I can fill you in there, uh, Adam. <laughs> he was fucking shit. <laughs> um, and, and you know... Now, I, now, was he the Dimmy Wormhole? Look, or that's for most of the time he was on the field, yeah. So he had that yeah. one... He had that, like, two-game okay patch. Yeah, he yeah, came on as, like, a sub and scored a goal. goal and, and, and then we yeah, started the next game and he was all right. Again, and then and and I think he started again and then he was back to rubbish. Like, it was yeah. just a... It was a flash in the pan that... And I think that's where he scored like two of his three goals. And, and, and you know, honestly, um, you know, honestly, it's just, um, yeah, I, I'm very, um, I'm very disappointed because, you know, he arrived in the FFA Cup. We, we, we got a look at him early doors and he actually looked all right. And then once the A-League started, once everything, once he'd kind of settled in, just looked like dog shit, didn't really improve, and, you know, massive waste of money, waste of a visa spot, you know, easily NPL players and youth team players that were better than him, and he was playing over them, and it was a bit of a missed opportunity to play some, you know, so why were we not playing Daniel Leck in our, you know, attacking sort of winger 
positions um, when you know, <laughs> why were we not playing Daniel Leck when we when we're playing you know Mickelson instead? It just didn't make any sense. It seemed like one of those players that where we just started to get in the way of, of integrating some youth into the team of like the players we maybe talk about like Zach Duncan, Jay Barnett, um, who were like Merza Maradovic didn't get a look in Leck playing in defence instead of attack, Dan Ingham playing in defence instead of attack. Uh, uh, who else was there? Well, you know, we, we, we don't all, talk about him. We will get to his parts. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, who else? Uh, who, was, uh, who was the other part of the uh, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse? Wenzel Halls, Rosa Maradovic. I'm missing one. Help me Brady before Lech. Dave. Brady, Brady Lech. Lech. Maradovic. Maradovic. Three. Oh, another three. Oh, we have mentioned them all then. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, moving on. Yeah, moving on. It's look. It was a waste of an import spot, and then he just got in the way of playing youth in my mind, which um, just meant he had a double negative against yeah. him. So, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. look, saving grace, one year contract. Yeah, one year contract. Gone. Done, gone. Clean slate. That leaves us with only one in our midfield. And he has won plenty of awards this season. So he played 25 games, 24 in the A-League, 7 goals, 10 yellow cards, 2 red cards. If that probably doesn't sum up a little bit about what his season was about. Uh, it was Mr. Eric Abothiak. Uh, he won Goal of the Year for the A-League, which uh, congratulations for the amazing bicycle kick against the Mariners. Uh, he had a couple other cracking goals as well. He won the Raw Supporters Federation Player of the Year. He was the Players Player of the Year. And he was second in the Raw Player of the Year. So he has won most of the awards. Which are now being packed into a crate to ship yeah, back yeah, to yeah. Lille. Oh, he's, he's already gone. Yeah. Uh, he's last seen holidaying on Instagram in, uh, in Dubai. So, yeah, it's a fantastic player. Two years, and yet... I still feel like we wasted him, which is just sad. We did, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's, let's, we've got a couple of minutes to talk about him here, so, you know. Yeah, well, I've got here um, that I thought he had an underrated year, you know. Um, I mean, stats-wise, you know, he certainly did a great job. I mean, he got, you know, seven goals, second best on the team, including a, a quick flurry in that in the last uh, third yeah. of the season. Um, yeah, so seven goals, six assists, um, a lot of successful dribbles. He was the highest volume passer in our front third. Uh, he, he really was kind of the, the guy that, that really started our attack. He was that link between the midfield, as it were, or when he was on the wing, and the forwards. You know, he seemed to be the one that brought the energy. Sadly enough, though, I think a lot of that came once our season was already dead. Um, so, so you think maybe he was playing for his next contract? He won some highlights for the next Yeah, like, the, you know, to add to the YouTube highlights reel for wherever he goes next. Because, you know... When the chips were down, when the pressure was on early in the season and our season was still alive, he did not perform up to the standard that he had previously um, and really only came alive once the pressure was off. And for a guy on marquee wages, for a, you know, for a guy that of his stature in our team, I don't think he performed well enough. I made that point before he scored his goal of the season. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that I think that... You know, I thought his attitude was, you know, pretty pretty rubbish. Um, you know, he obviously had a bit of a discipline problem as well. Um, you know, Clearly. The fact that he got more red cards than uh, Bowles and Pepper combined. And, you know, got more yellow cards than either one of them. Mm. Individually. Uh, which is basically yeah, like that far up the park. Yeah. yeah. 
it just showed that he was, you know, petulant at times. He was, you know, ill-disciplined at others. And, um, you know, I, th- I think that we can certainly use our marquee spot in a better way. We don't have to expand it too far because we need to keep this short and sweet. It just is a shame. It would have been nice to have seen how Eric would have blended into the team if he had come in maybe two to three seasons ago. How different, potentially, he could have performed. Or what could he have been under Fowler? Or, or just what he could have been with better teammates. But I stand him. by what Ben has said. There was certainly some discipline issues in the end that made him seem like a cracked egg that was about to break. I reckon, I reckon you're right. Like, if he was probably in a front three with McLaren and Borello, oh, that front three... How different would that have been? That would have been so lethal on the counter-attack. But the reality is those players have moved on. He comes in and, you know... He's really the focal point, and 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 he and he just you know he couldn't make the most of it really. Like in mm. in the grand scheme of things, you know clearly you know in our you know the the most talented player on the park by a distance. Yeah, but just the the way that that actually manifested. Um, yeah, I think I think we we really should have expected more from him, and we didn't get it. I think. Yeah, uh, and I'll be disappointed if he stays in the alley with another team next year, but I can see it happening, which again makes that back half of the season now look quite interesting. It does, yeah. I think you're right in that, yeah, at the start of the season, he was he was guilty of putting in a lot of those crosses into um, no into no one or, you know, trying to hit target and stuff like that, and there was a lot of games like that, and then he'd have moments of brilliance and then others, yeah, lose his head. He was a complete Frenchman. Yep, he was. He was a, a complete was angry very, Frenchman. <laughs> yeah, he was very much yeah. a, uh, you know, obviously not Cantona, but like <laughs> yeah. mentality-wise, he was mm. quite Cantona-esque. He was very, you know, mercurial. Yeah, faded in and out of games, just at his at a, you know, on a win. Let's just hope he really isn't a Cantona though when we don't see him at uh, <laughs> Melbourne Victory next season. That's my oh, good, that's, good, that's good, my interjection. The good as, thing about um, early games is there's not normally many people sitting. That's in the my front interjection. Row. As, 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 as a not being a Cantona, you got to fly fan. kick about eight. You got to fly kick about eight rows back in an A League game normally to hit someone. As, so you as, generally as, should be as, right. as, a, as a Leeds fan. Yes, <laughs> I, I did want to mention Cantona. Sure, sure, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So that probably, I think that has covered off in everyone that really sort of played in our midfield. Probably the one person, obviously, that's missing from that is Mr. Matt Mackay. But we will have a special episode about Matt Mackay as well because he's a legend and uh, he deserves that uh, as he's retired. So we'll leave that to him. And I think that rounds it out nicely. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you, Mr. Yeshiva. Thank you, Mr. Price. Thank you, Mr. Adam. Thank you, James. And thank you, Mr. Ben. Appreciate it, Pricey. Uh, and now we get to be a little bit more positive. So, you know, you won't hear my voice for a while. All right, excellent. Well, we will uh, get ready to talk about the season that was Shannon Brady's in a couple of days' time. Woo! <laughs>